What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing today? Man, all right, so I'm going to just be honest, fans. We're recording this on uh, Sunday, the day before you guys get this, and I'm not I'm not doing too hot. Today was really sad. Today we lost Kobe Bryant, and we'll, we're going to talk about that just because we want to pay respects to Kobe because he, his life does extend into the world of film. And then after, I promise I'll be Chipper Lynn, and like we'll, we'll have a good time for the show because Pitch is coming, but we got to talk about this first. Yeah, man, this is crazy news. It's almost like... I think, like, the first article I saw that came out about it was TMZ. And so I'm like, TMZ, like, this isn't real. This can't be real. Bro, like, and I'm like, and, and I called me at, like, Charles, because I slept in because, like, I stayed up late last night. Charles calls me at, like, 1 o'clock, and he's like, bro, did you hear what just happened? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Charles, calm down. And he's like, bro, Kobe passed away. And I was like, no fucking way. Like, excuse my language. I, I, I do what you said. It's TMZ. I'm not buying this shit. I'm not believing. He's like, nah, bro. I'm hearing it's real. And I was like, hold on, Charles. I'm going to call you back. And then all of a sudden, just the bombardment of new, of my timeline in news. And just, it was overwhelming. Like, it was overwhelming. When Nipsey died, I didn't have any fan connection to Nipsey. I felt bad because uh, uh, hip-hop lost a major fi- figure. And that was really sad. When Mac Miller died, it was super, super sad because I was a fan. But this... This was different, man. This was like, this was the first celebrity death that, like, the way I look at it is how Michael Jackson affected people. This was kind of that, bro, at least for me, because I wouldn't, I don't know if I like basketball without Kobe. Like, without Kobe and Shaq, I don't know if I ever start watching the game of basketball. That was something that me and my best friend modeled our game around. We looked up to them. We wanted to be that duo. He just was inspiring. Then, then, then his work ethic, everything he did, like after winning Oscar, showing you can do it without your career, showing you can have a life after your career. It just was the happiness he brought. And I, and I put this on Facebook. I was just like, what I learned from this is when you go, it's not about the rings. It's not about the shots just for the metaphor I use. It's about the impact you have, the legacy you leave, how many people you've made happy, how many people that loved you, how many people that you helped, and so on and so on. That's what Kobe Bryant embodied. And for majority of the day, the world stopped. And we saw it in real time. My phone kept going off the hook from just different people. And it was like, whoa, this happened. And it was so shocking. And I I, I don't know if we felt the feeling of it yet. And then on top of that, it's so sad because not only is he gone, his daughter's gone, and then find out later today, seven other people. So it's just, it's, it's, it's a tremendously sad story. And it was just like, it's crazy because this happened in life yet. Like, <clears throat> not even three weeks ago with the, the Carly McCord in situation and, and, and the plane crashing in Lafayette. Like, so this is just, this has been a w- weird fucking two months, man. Yeah, weird, weird time of especially yeah, like you mentioned with the area for us, you know, having that Carly McCord plane crash, you know, and I believe like ten people died in that. So I mean, like Sad, these man. crazy things happening in the air and the Kobe thing, it kind of just shook the whole world today. Um, and I'm you know, I ended up going to a Pelicans game, and so you know that obviously spilled over into that, and we saw how the waves of what it did into the NBA and, you know, I mean, 
we, we could talk more about Kobe's legacy sports wise, you know, in other places, but you know, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about that on Bruce. Who think like, we'll probably have multiple segments of Kobe. on. But that. you know, what I would like to say about Kobe and what I feel is the most, that makes me the most sad about this mainly first is that was that his daughter was there and that we you could tell within his post basketball life and even during his basketball life how much of and how much his daughter was a big part of his life and yeah, how, how much, much his daughter cared about her his family like you know what i mean like he became yeah. a, he became a daddy's dad and like he was For starting sure. off with this one particular daughter because she was of an age that they connected on a level of basketball and it's it just and especially even more sad that the last meme that has been going around of Kobe was him talking to this particular daughter G- yeah Gigi who passed away it's so sad it's really sad and it, it his whole bas- post basketball life too i mean he won the oscar which is where we say we have the movie connection um i mean he, i feel like he was doing did you watch Dear Bat? Not to cut you off I, this is just coming to me just raw cuz I, I watched it today did you wa- have you watched Dear Basketball yet yeah, I've watched it, but not in a while. Watch it like now with these lenses on it. It's 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 even more sad. Like that was such a great work. Yeah, I mean, he did a really good job with that, and I feel like he had just more stuff to do and more things that he wanted to accomplish in his post basketball life. Um, and just knowing that he had like a, a Hall of Fame speech coming up that we'll never get to hear is crazy. Yeah, no, one hundred percent, super super sad. But like you said. Did, we we just wanted to touch on it because the night we're recording this, it's the day after. It's very soon. When we talk about Kobe, like Super said, in his sports connection and, and everything about his legacy on and off and just what he meant to the world. We'll talk more about that on the Bros Who Think podcast. You can find that Thursday. But, Schubert, let's let's just give a moment of silence for Kobe Bryant. All right, Shubes, whenever you're ready, brother, let's get into this movie stuff because we do have a game of Pitch It today. You're taking on Justin BP, and the winner of this takes on Jake Madison to see who goes to the championship, the championship from the loser bracket side. Are you excited? Oh, yeah, man. I'm definitely excited for Pitch It. You know, uh, the question that we had to coming into this was an interesting one, and I think I have something uh, something good for it. All right, brother. We'll see. We'll see what you got. We'll see if you get this dub sack. So be be sure to stay till the end for pitch it. But Schubert, whenever you're ready, brother, we can get started. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's get into it. So we got some Star Wars stuff here at the top. We got a lot of Star Wars stuff. First, have you heard about the Trevorrow script? Yeah, the Trevorrow cut. The photos. (laughs) See, man, the Ray double bladed lightsaber was the one that hurt me the most. But yes, I've seen the Trevorrow cut uh, script things. I've seen people talk about it. I don't know if that's a better story. Duel of Fates, man. Like I, I don't know if that's a a better story. I don't know. I I don't know. Like it's 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 whatever. I think it was. I definitely didn't think that it was him following up Ryan Johnson's work. Like I definitely thought that he didn't see eye to eye with Ryan Johnson, but it definitely seems like he was all on board with it. Who? Tre- uh, Trevorrow. I mean, like, yeah, it had a lot of rows, uh, followed up stuff after the last Jedi. Um, broom kid was supposed to be in it. Oh yeah. Broom kid was supposed to be in it. So, well, I mean, look, man, it, it's whatever. I, uh, what'd you think of it? That That's what I care. Cause you, you're the star Wars fan, ma- major star Wars fan. 
I mean, I don't really think it matters what, what I, which version we got. I think this would have been interesting. Um, I think a little bit of this and a little bit of what JJ did would have been nice. Yeah, it would have been. It would been a. Uh, I guess a more compelling film. I mean, like I said, I I have fun. Uh, I mean, with like, Skywalker, so I'm not I'm not upset right now. It's whatever. I mean, I like the idea, of Mortis. I like the idea of not having to make me picture Palpatine having sex. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> That's the story I'm still waiting to hear. Like, we got to find out like who this dude banged. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, who that gave him a not job. even his wife like you know which who is who is the chick that he knocked up like it could have been anybody or or was it a situation like Watchmen like maybe what if Star Wars just jacks Watchmen's idea where someone jacked Palpatine's sperm <laughs> yeah that 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 wouldn't surprise me and that's but uh, look it'll forever be said that it's Watchmening because that was when that happened I was like oh this makes so much sense <laughs> like. I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> so I mean, if Star Wars wants to do it, cool, go ahead. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, this this news was just whatever. I, I'm more interested in the other Star Wars stuff that's co- that we got on the dock. The real stuff, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, this is all just stuff that will never happen, never be seen. Um, but the, going into the other news, a new Old Republic game is in development, as well as both a movie and a TV show. That so news I think that this of step- Daniel RPK. Shout out to the guy. So, you know, definitely having a new Old Republic game is necessary because no one's played that game in years and it doesn't even have the right platform anymore. So it would be nice to reintroduce the story, I suppose. If I was them, I would just redo the game, make it modern, and put it out like that and then go ahead... and do the new stuff in the movies and TV. See, I disagree. I, I was thinking that, yes, I I think you need a new game, but I think that you make your movie and TV show, whatever it is, and then you make your game. You base your game off of the new Old Republic, that, that the Old Republic that is going to take place in the movie and the TV show. Because if you put out a game that's exactly like the other game and, and re-modernize re it and make it for the new generation then people are going to be like, oh, so is this the movie and TV show? And if you don't... Well, I mean, shoot. I'm think I'm thinking that they would use that. Oh, okay. See, so, oh, I'm, I'm just saying, whatever you decide your movie and TV storyline is, that has to be the game. Because if the game represents what was in the past, the same storyline as what, what happened in the first previous game, and that's not in the movie and TV show, fans are going to be upset. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they definitely would be upset. Yeah. I think the continuity is definitely necessary. My I, my original thought process was that they would take a lot of what happened in that old Republic game and move it into this. But I think that the, you know I've, what I'm hearing is that it's going to be like a High Republic period, supposed to be you know after Rule of Two, Darth Bane. So that's not supposed to be featured. Um, you know, Young Yoda. So I, I I don't know what exactly that time period is, but it's definitely not the old Republic. So, Ooh, see, you're, you're hearing something different than me because I'm hearing that Revan is a possibility for a TV show. In that, I mean, Revan's not Bane, but Revan comes before Bane in the timeline. Like one, like I, that I know for a fact because I read those books. Yeah, Revan comes before Bane, and that's all before that that New Republic stuff. So I don't know, man. Look, 
They better they better get it right because like I mean, it, and I'm hearing it's got to be that they're definitely going to do the high noon stuff. That could be Feige and Taika Waititi, but because they you know the rumor is that Disney wants to keep the the young Yoda character as a crutch, where it's like okay, we're not going to have him be like the star, but like you know act, having this as continuity would be like the draw for. The fans, I guess, even though the hardcore fans would love a new story just as much as anybody. Uh, how how um, old is how old is this Yoda get? Well, he, he was like nine hundred when he died. So yeah, so if it's not okay, how 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 long ago was Darth Bane? Let me let me look this up. Let me Google this just just to because I mean, if Darth Bane is can is in Yoda's time period, like then. Why not have him in this new Repu- this old Republic series that takes place in the the peak of the of the Republic, I guess, government branch of Star Wars? I mean, they have the the lore, you know, books that may not be canon or not canon that tell those stories. You just need to find a way to plug those together. But I mean, like with some of the later news that we have coming down the line, I'm wondering like where the the disconnect is and i've always been a i've you know fallen in line with what christian harloff has mentioned with uh the author claudia gray um you know claudia gray writes tremendous star wars fiction and i think that people like her need to get an opportunity to write scripts for some of these for some of these movies and tv shows because they're the ones who are pushing the lore uh away from the movies anyway they should be the ones that have a chance to tell some of the stories in the movies. So, yeah, yeah, I think that that would be something that they should should do with all that. You know, uh, James Lucino did, like, Darth Plagueis. Uh, you know, Darth Plagueis would be an interesting topic to touch on um, around this timeline. Ooh, I get, so. I get. But see, I'm trying to get away from, like, bro, I'm, I thought when we are doing... This this quote unquote old republic high republic whatever it is just the 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 new trilogy I'm trying to get away from this saga and all of this nonsense I'm trying to get away from it give us new stories new characters new adventures yeah you can touch the Darth Bane Revan stuff if you want to have connections to the hardcore fans that will that will bring in some Legends fans but tell a new story cool or if you want to have young Yoda in it whatever as long as he's not the focal point but I'm trying to get away from Plagueis uh Plague uh, w- w- uh, uh the Emperor the entire Skywalker saga uh well yeah I mean I don't really think that that's what they would be going for with the High Republic concept I think they would you know be telling its own story within it but I mean, I was just saying, like, people who could be in, in there, I don't know what story they would go with. You know, they don't want to even have to touch on any of that. They could be in a period before the, all of that. I just, I don't know. I don't know what they would do, but I feel like it's all going to be brand new. Yeah. And it's, not, it's definitely not going to be a trilogy. They've already said that. So, I mean, I, I'm thinking that they're going to try and adopt the Marvel format where they're going to do, like, different little sub trilogy things or you know sub series uh within the their movies that may connect yeah hopefully hopefully we see some some connection with series movie that would be a good way to utilize disney plus and if kevin feige has a hand in all of this we see he's he's gearing up to do that with marvel so that makes sense cool 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 but speaking of disney plus isn't there some some new some yeah some popping 
Uh, next month we got Clone Wars coming out, so the trailer has been released, and it was pretty fire, man. Pretty. Did fire. you like it? We're, oh yeah, man. I'm really excited about this. You know, uh, a lot of the questions were like, "What's Ahsoka gonna be doing?" And I feel like those orange helmeted troopers are like Ahsoka's like rogue troopers. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's just my guess with all that and having her fight Maul will be interesting, and having Maul be a big part of it is interesting. <laughs> I feel like we're going to see you the know, Siege I, of Mandalore. We'll probably see something like that. I'm not quite sure what all we're going to see. I definitely remember seeing some Mandalore scenes, so that's a good possibility with Butcher's hand. And, the, and then seeing, um, seeing uh, Somehow. Adme pregnant, I think it's going to have to take place during Revenge of the Sith. Either they're going to do some scenes during Revenge of the Sith or they're retconning it, and I don't know why they would do that. Doesn't make any sense. So like that's a big question mark to me. Um, but I can totally see that being like you know a finale episode, like you know scenes leading up that were like cut scenes for Revenge of the Sith or something, things that you didn't see, sort of thing. That yeah. would be that would be kind of interesting if they did that. I, that'd be a bold move. But I they do have they do have Lucas in the story room, so I want to see if they do Order sixty six and then how. Uh... Cody and and not Cody. What's 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 the main guy's name? Rex. Rex. How, how Rex and them took the chips out of their head. Their head. So that's something that we got to see because you know that happened in Rebels. I feel like that's definitely something they're gonna show because they've talked about it, mm-hmm. and we know that Rex is gonna be a, a scene later. The one thing that I'm kind of curious about is how they're gonna mix in the whole Maul thing and how we're gonna get set up to going into Revenge of the Sith. Like, Maul doesn't really need to be seriously involved, and I'm thinking that maybe that's where, like, Ahsoka comes in, and that's why that they would be battling, is that, you know, t- let him and Ahsoka do things, and let, let, let that be part of what's going on here, because we don't need them for what's going on in episode three. Yeah, and then just, like, show us why he was cast off up to Rebels. He got his ass whooped, so let's let's see let's see Ahsoka beat him up, so... Or so, or whatever transpires, in or that. whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever happens. So cool, cool. I'm I'm excited for Clone Wars. We will definitely be talking about that on this show. But last week we talked about something that we heard early. It was then kind of said not true. So we just discussed if it was true. Turns out this week it is true, and we're talking about the Obi Wan season. Uh, shooting of Disney Plus Obi Wan has been pushed to next year, apparently. Following the news that shows have writers is being replaced, I think we start shooting early as next year, as opposed to some of this year. Ewan McGregor says who will reprise his role of Obi Wan. He told this to Variety at the Birds of Prey fan event. I think the scripts are great; they're in really good shape. They just want them better. I think we keep our same air date. All good. Look, brother, th- I'm hearing more and more each day that this thing is about to get canned. I've been hearing that they try, they tried to, they tried, they were thinking about doing young Luke, young Leia, like he's oh, protected. God. Like, so, like, I don't know, bro. There's a story there, but like, they're overthinking it. Yeah, man, they're overthinking this way too hard. Like, it shouldn't be that hard. Like, like you know, you the Jamie Costas showed you, you it happened. Yeah, Jamie Costas shows you one thing, and I mean, I feel like that was pretty simple. That that could be, you know, an opening scene, but. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the Jamie Costa stuff looked good. You know, you have the stuff in Rebels, so you know that's, like, your end point. You can't go anything past that. Uh, or I guess maybe you could, but like, that's something you're really not allowed to touch, I'm, I'm hearing. Why not? Um, 
uh, Christian Harloff has a great theory, and I and I kind of subscribe to it. The fact that in Star Wars, the original movie, uh, Darth Vader says, "Last time I saw you, I was a but the princess, the but the apprentice. Now I'm the master." I know people think that he was talking about the time where Anakin got beat and would and would not and and lost. But if you read the Darth Darth Vader comics, he was an apprentice in the dark side, and he had to get his power. He wasn't always as strong as he was in the Star Wars movies. Why not show a final, well, like a pre-battle where Darth Vader fights Obi-Wan, obviously off of Tatooine, but show us a little something like that. I, I mean, look, people might say that's fan service, but that would be fire. No, I mean, I think that, that would make total sense. And we've seen, you know, we've seen Vader fight a lot of different Jedi in this in this time period. You know, like, I love the Vader comics. or... Yeah, the Vader comics, and I'm surprised the Vader comics hasn't even touched on that idea of an Obi Wan Vader meeting, because it, it definitely seems like something that could be feasible. It would have to be off planet, obviously, um, but I think that that that's another reason that this Obi Wan series seems like something that you could figure out. Okay, you know, take you don't have to keep Obi Wan on Tatooine the whole time. It doesn't have to be this hermit thing that everyone's been talking about you can take him and do other things um exactly. you know maybe bail maybe bail organa needs him on alderaan maybe he has to go to alderaan or something and you get you, you can fan service a young leia that way but exactly and then you have like on his way back he has to stop somewhere and then boom it turns out darth vader there oh snap <laughs> yeah there's some exactly. shit like that exactly and, and then that yeah. would work but like they're overthinking this like I heard that he was trying to. The early scripts was like he was gonna be a bodyguard for like a young Luke or something, and it's like, bro, that's too much like Mandalorian, and that's rewriting Star Wars lore. Yeah, that, that was that idea that I heard was completely ridiculous, and like the fact that like they were talking about something that was like, oh yeah, this just seems like it's too similar to Mandalorian. Like, why would why would anything that they do in Obi Wan be anything similar to Mandalorian? It should be more. <sighs> It should be it should be its own thing, like and it, with Deborah Trout being attached to it, like you would think that she could, you know, help them in this writers' room or something. But I don't know. They just got to figure out what they're gonna do and who they're gonna pick now. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they need like a bed. Like sh- that, that whole idea does not sound good. I mean, maybe Floney and Favreau need to jump on or do something. Maybe Floney needs to just be a part of everything. And let him let that Deborah Child direct it, but like you maybe you need some like like you said, those dudes jump in the writer's room. But oof, we're gonna keep you guys up to date on this Kenobi series and all stuff coming Star Wars. But let's jump to the world of DC where Schubert, I'm I need to come to Bros Who Binge Therapy real quick. But before I get there, let me tell you the news on why I'm going to Bros Who Binge Therapy, but we'll get to that. Colin Farrell appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live to discuss his upcoming role as the Penguin in Matt Reeves' The Batman. He said, I'm in the process of talking to Matt Reeves, who's the director who wrote the script and who wrote a really beautiful, dark, moving script. It's super gorgeous. It's all hush-hush. I can't talk too much about it, but it's a beautiful script that he wrote and has real love for it. So we're in the process of finishing the design aesthetic of my character, and we're going to start shooting in two in two weeks. He said this, like, last week. So... Schubert, I'm hype, man. Like, look, I I know this is like light news, and I know you're probably like, Lennon, why are we talking about this? But the fact that Colin Farrell's like, this script is amazing. Does this not get you more excited for the Batman? Oh, I mean, I'm my 
level of the Batman hypeness is pretty high. I don't know if it's up to yours or anywhere close to that, but I mean, it's still far out for me. I'm I'm glad that the people are. The, I'm glad the people involved are enjoying working on it and that there hasn't really been any issues that we've been hearing. Everyone's just been like, oh, you know, we're, we're loving working on this. Like, things seem to be going well. So I think that those are all good signs. Um, I mean, Colin Farrell just being a part of this and being the Penguin is pretty huge. And it really is. exciting. So I'm glad that he's... I'm glad that he's uh, invested in his role. And excited. Yeah, man. See, I'm, my hype is, is so high right now. I know the fact that a couple days ago, Zoe Kravitz's hairstylist was on her way to the set. Like, that's, <laughs> that's how hype I am. But it's so bad that every day for the past three weeks, when we had our first set footage leaks and whatnot, every day since then, I have been typing in Batman leaks and set photos, Matt Reeves, Batman, all of that on Twitter, trying to get as much news and information. The film's not even a year away. This is bad, brother. Like, this is really bad, but I, that's how hype I am on it. Hey, I mean, there's definitely a lot to be hype about. Um, you know, just like what I said, you know, Colin Farrell being the Penguin, like... I'm just ready you know, to see the bad suit. You yeah, want to see the bad suit? Uh, I mean... There's and just so the, many really interesting things attached to this. In the news, they said that the Batmobile won't be tank-esque like BVS or like uh, like uh, The Dark Knight. They said it's going to be more muscle car, like old-school Mustang muscle car, sports car type Batmobile. And that sounds amazing! That's like the freaking Batman like, the Animated Series! I mean, it sounds like Battinson. <laughs> like, you know... You you think Robert Robert Pattinson's driving a tumbler or whatever that thing was called? <laughs> That's what it was called. Yeah. And he's not driving the Ben Affleck killing machine. <laughs> no. Gosh, he's hope... driving a Mustang. Yo, that is awesome. Like, oh, some Mustang with like some fins and like obviously it won't just be a Mustang. They'll make it Batmobile S, but that's going to be freaking amazing. And they said there's set photos of that going to drop like shoot, but I got to be up to date, man. That's why I'm that's why I'm doing this every day looking for news on the Batman. Hopefully Matt Reeves drops something this week. But moving on, next we got Matt Damon has come on board to star in The Force with James Mangold directing Disney uh directing for Disney Century Studios. Ooh, that sounds so weird. Disney's 20th Century yeah. Studios. Oof. They dropped the fox. Mangle, who directed Damon and Ford and Ferrari, has been developing the Don Winslow bestseller since 2017. The Force centers on a corrupt NYPD officer with Damon attached to play Detective Denny Malone, who runs an elite crime-fighting squad, but becomes ensnared in a corruption scandal. Ooh, this could be good. Very Departed-esque. Yeah, and if, if, if uh, Disney lets Mangle go dark and let 20th Century be like their Oscar-chasing studio then this could be great. Well, I mean, I think so. And, you know, based on what they did with Ford and Ferrari and what they've been able to do together, you know, they could put something. This could be, you know, the next big Oscar movie. It could be the next big, you know, drama for the the next season, whatever this is supposed to come out. I guess it might come out next year. Yeah, so, and like on top of that, year. this could be the new good crimes thing. And then looking at Mango's career from Logan, he hasn't missed. No, he hasn't. So, I mean, he's been putting out some really good movies. So, I can, I, I'm really excited to hear whatever he has, whatever he is doing next. And, of course, Matt Damon. I mean, 
you know, Matt Damon is, is one of the actors out there and just attaching I mean, them to someone dude. that he already has done a good job with. I mean, look, bro, if you look at uh, James Mango's directing history, he had Copland, and he had Heavy before that, but he had Copland, which I thought was dope. Girl Interrupted, don't know what that is. Kate and Leopold, I know you probably like that. Identity, Walk the Line, which is incredible. 310 to Yuma, Night and Day was kind of a miss. Like, that was the Cameron Diaz movie, but, you know, he had a little mis- mishap, but after he did 310 to Yuma, which was amazing, then he did The Wolverine, another miss, and then he was like, you know what, let me get back to my grind. Logan, Ford and Ferrari, and now this, uh, this, uh, what's this, what's this, uh, the core, uh, the, the, cor- the force. The force. force, the force, not the corpse, the, the force, so, good on James Mango, man, I'm a big James, I'm a big James Mango fan. Yeah, I'm also very, very excited about this news. Uh, I, I definitely thought it was the most exciting news out of the non-Star Wars, non-Batman. <laughs> yeah, 100 uh, Yeah, the next bit of news we have is um, Allison Brie, Aubrey Plaza, Victor Garber, Dan Levy, and Mary Steenberger have been cast in Happiest Season, a romantic comedy starring Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis. The TriStar Pictures film from director Clee Duvall will debut in theaters November 20th, and the movie follows Stewart's character who's planning to propose to her girlfriend while at her family's annual holiday party. Then she discovers that her partner hasn't yet come out to her conservative parents, portrayed by Steenberger and Garber. I think this could be pretty funny. Mm, This could be good. I love I love a lot of the names attached. You know, Allison Brie and Aubrey Plaza definitely bring the funny. And, you know, Kristen Stewart has her moments. I liked what she did in Adventureland, so I know she can be funny sometimes. I'm interested to see that they're the couple. How does Aubrey Plaza and Allison Brie play into this? Are they sisters? I feel like they're, like, sisters or, like, cousins. Like, there's some part in this family or, like, the friend or something. Allison Brie might be the conservative one, and Aubrey Plaza might be on Kristen Stewart's family side. Something like that. I could see that. Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting. But this sounds like it could be good. And shout out to Vic Garber, man. Moving on from uh Legends of uh Tomorrow to be on uh get a get a movie. Shout out to him. Yes, shout and out I, to Vic Garber. But I mean, hey, he's, you know, he's had other movies. Of... I'm just yeah, I'm just saying that because that's all I know him from. <laughs> yeah, man. Like that that dude's been around. Like he was in Argo. He was in tight Titanic. Oh yeah, he was in Titanic. That's true. Yeah, and he was in Sicario too. So like, he's been in good movies. Yeah, for sure. I just know um, him from <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> Firestorm. <laughs> um, but yeah, Happiest Season should be pretty cool. Pretty, you know, I'm always down for a comedy, and it seems like one of those Thanksgiving family comedies. Um, there's definitely going to be some pushback about it, but you know, screw the haters. I'm I'm down to see it. Yeah, same. I'm I'm very interested to check it out. Uh, speaking of Allison Brie, she had a trailer for the, her movie Horse Girl that's gonna be on Netflix. Uh, the idea of a horse girl is always like you know the the girl who you know grew up riding horses and was always you know very sweet and innocent, and uh, she kind of plays that character, but also uh, has some kind of, like, connection with her grandmother, who is, like, psychotic and thinks she's having a psychotic break. So it just seems like her trying to, like, show everyone that she could be a serious actress. Oh, so it's a a serious movie. Yeah, I was like, oof, I don't know if this... Oh, it's a serious movie. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if this is my thing. This is my type of thing, (laughs) but... Good for Allison Brie. 
I don't know. I don't know if it's your type of thing, but you know, it could be someone's type of thing out there. Facts, facts. Check it out. Book. Check out the trailer. It's gonna be out on Netflix. Um, <laughs> the other, another trailer that came out was for the movie Last Full Measure that just recently came out uh, uh, to theaters. You know, nineteen seventeen, of course, documented a, a story of World War One. In Last Full Measure, it's a story about getting justice for a soldier in Vietnam who, for some reason, wasn't being recognized for his valor for a, a, a battle. That, and so it's it's kind of like a true... I, I believe it's a true story, and but it's told in like this fiction with uh, Sebastian Stan being this guy who's trying to give get the Medal of Honor for this fallen hero and then you know he talks to his family and stuff like that you know samuel l jackson plays one of the his platoon mates so it's it seems like a nice movie if you want to if you're you know all about the war movies war story movies feel good but also probably don't feel good maybe a little bit crying that might be the movie for you all right real it sounds pretty good like I'm, i'm definitely might check this one out yeah, it's in theaters right now, but I don't know if it's a theater movie. Yeah, it does have true. war scenes. All right, real. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a look. See when it comes out to DVD, probably or Netflix. Yeah, for sure. Word. Well, next up we got. Oh my gosh! And I, I talked about this on the radio how I didn't like this, but this idea. But they're about to make Disney's developing a lifelike remake of the animated feature Bambi. They're going from bears to lions to deer. Uh, screenwriter Javinia uh, Robertson Dwart, uh, who wrote Captain Marvel, and Lindsay Beer, who wrote the Serena Burgess is a loser, will write the screenplay with Chris and Paul White's of depth of field producing. The film will employ the same photorealistic CGI Disney used on the remakes of Jungle Book and Lion King to tell their story of the titular fawn who befriends a rabbit and skunk before coping with the death of his mother at the hands of a hunter. Schubert, are you excited for the live-action Bambi movie? I'm giving it two thumbs down even before it comes out. Nah, man, I ain't excited for this. Yeah, no, I I said that no, on the radio. I was I, like, this is this is horrible. They, they they just they just they're just trying to waste money now. I don't want to see this like unless I have to see it like with people that want to see it. Then like I'm not going to see it. Like yeah, it's like Lady and the Tramp. It should just be a Disney Plus movie. One hundred one hundred and fifty percent. Say it again, my brother. No, nah, that is, that is accurate. This does not need to be in theaters. This should be a Disney Plus exclusive. Exactly. I feel like, you know, Disney Plus now provides you with that platform. Um, and, you know, maybe... It could be. You know, you, the, you know that kind of brings us into, like, this conversation of, like, the wider of how we're going to view theaters and movies going forward. Like, I really think that theaters are going to be pretty exclusive to your big blockbuster movies and, you know, maybe, like, of uh, some a serious drama that would actually draw people to go see it. Like other than that, I don't think anyone wants to go to a theater unless they're you know watching uh, a blockbuster. Yeah, know, my, action my thing, film. My thing with that is, I will watch like a. I would have watched the Irishman in theaters. I would have. You would not have. Well, I'm saying like you could put the Irishman out in theaters. Yeah, like, that that could be a, a theater movie. But I'm you know. Uh, the movie I just said, like Last Full Measure. Last Full Measure is not going to, no one's going to go watch Last Full Measure in theaters. 
Fact. Hey. Or Horse Girl either. Or Horse Girl. Well, I mean, Horse Girl's on Netflix. Oh, okay. So, I mean, kids' movies will always be in theaters, though. So, well, that's fine. You know, there's definitely market for like, you know, know, know the market is what I'm saying. Like, we shouldn't be having movies that bomb and that end up doing well in streaming. Like, it just shouldn't be the case. Yeah, I, don't just know. Put them on, I, just I feel put like, them on, you know, our viewing habits are getting different. So, like, for Disney here, like, know your audience. I think a lot more people would be receptive to it being on Disney Plus than going to see it in the theaters. It's like, kind of like a fool me once, shame on me kind of thing. With the Lion King, like, are we just gonna go watch the same thing with like a different animation style? Like, what, what am I go- paying to see? But uh, I agree with that two thousand percent because that's how I feel, and I'm sure that's how people, majority of people our age without kids feel. But if I'm a Disney executive, Lion King did make a lot of money. Bambi could resonate for kids, but on the flip side, I do think if I'm that same executive, I agree with you that it should be on streaming because Bambi's too old of a property two four kids these days to resonate with and it'd be better for them to discover the old thing on disney plus and then watch this new one and see how they feel yeah and i feel like you know the lion king was such a big hit that everyone was gonna go see it anyway but after seeing the lion king i just feel like even parents would be like oh well i mean why would i take my kid to go see this iteration of bambi when i can play the bambi on disney plus true the same movie no, like true, what true, is, true. what's the difference? And let me not waste money, and I can just cook popcorn at the house. Exactly, and no, be, and and they're not going to know the difference. Yeah, no, you right you make now. you make a good point, but I, I agree with you. Like I said, I, I I don't like this story at all. But the final story we have today: Sony Pictures in early development of a reboot of the Anaconda franchise, hiring Divergent writer Evan Doherty to write the project. I wonder if he's brother of Michael Doherty. The guy who does uh, King Kong and, and Godzilla. Maybe. Those 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 Godzilla movies. Hmm. Or is it Brad Bring Dorothy? back Ice Cube or his son. <laughs> For what? For this? Yeah, Ice Cube is in the original Anaconda. Oh, yeah, he is. Real. And, and J-Lo. Oh, God. Keep all... Yeah, I'm, look, man. I'm, I don't remember who lives or dies. I'm, I'm pretty sure Ice Cube probably dies, though. I'm good on... Uh, on uh this this movie like like, this is just gonna be for teens so i I guess you know i actually kind of like movies like this growing up but of course it goes to the idea of what's gonna make it to the theaters and what's gonna be a streaming thing like i feel like this could definitely be like a streaming thing and i'd watch it yeah i mean look if it's on streaming and it it might hit like why way i might check it out and I will always use this as an example. Tremors is a cinematic masterpiece. And like <laughs> if you could find a way to get, you know, the right actors in a movie like this and with the right story, you know, you could, you know, make some major bank. You could. And if it's because, written, if it's a well written script. I I, I mean, okay. And, I agree with that. I mean, think about a, a Tremors movie, you know, Reba McIntyre, uh Kevin Bacon. You know that that had some people that could bring it to the to the theater, and then the story actually was dope. Yeah, that is true. Tremors was a good movie. I'm not going to even hate on that. Now Tremors two, three, four, and five. You know, whatever. But Tremors one. Yeah, Tremors cinematic, one. Cin- cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> Shout out to Tremors, and but hey, man, hopefully this Anaconda stuff is good. But Shuby, that's all we got for the news this week. Get Nicki Minaj in it. Oh my gosh, no, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, so now we move on to the box office. And number five, Jumanji, the next level, 
Number four, surprisingly, The Gentleman. Um, mm, nice. And, and number three is Doolittle. Number two, 1917. And number one, Bad Boys for Life. So I was surprised to see Gentleman behind Doolittle. Well, I mean, Doolittle is a family film. It stars Iron Man. Kids are going to go see it. The Gentleman, people aren't really sure what that is. Word of mouth is going to carry it. Like, I expect to see it next week, maybe a little higher. We'll see. You know, I think, you know, being ahead of Doolittle is a, a big factor here. But um, at least it's ahead of Jumanji, so it's carrying a little bit of weight. Jumanji's still, still doing really well. Yeah, I haven't gotten to, to see it yet. But it's good. Uh, shout out to Jumanji, man. Uh, um, well, let's move on to the movie on the rise then. What you got this week, brother? I don't know. You don't have nothing? I uh, I was going to choose, like, this show I saw on Netflix that looked interesting. Like, it was called, like, October Faction. And then I tried to watch the first episode. I was like, no, nah, I'm not recommending <laughs> this to people. Um, <laughs> so, like, I don't know. There's a few things out there that are pretty cool, like, um, that are on Hulu and stuff. But I just can't remember any of their names. I mean, right now, I'm just watching, like, a lot of... Uh, older stuff uh like movies like so i was catching up on movies which you're going to talk about dolomite in a minute uh i watched the french connection recently the french connection okay yeah that's an old movie with uh with a old lex luther what's his name oh my gosh uh gene hackman gene hackman yeah yeah but I do have okay. I have a documentary on Netflix, and it's not something new. It came out in 2017, but it's called Ramen Heads. Yo, this is fire! If you love Japanese culture and you love ramen, and because I love ramen, that's a good little documentary that's on Netflix. I just discovered it. I don't know how new it is, but I'm digging it. Also, the new Grey's Anatomy, uh, the new Grey's Anatomy seasons out on Hulu. I've been watching that with my girlfriend, and there's a crossover event with Station 19. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, there is. Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend got me in. Bro, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate on Grey's Anatomy because if I did, she would come in here and be like, you know, you watch it with me, and I then I sit my my happy ass there, and I can go upstairs and watch what I want, but I'm gonna sit there and watch that Grey's Anatomy. It's just good drama, man. Yeah, uh, we've t- we've talked about uh, we talked about Grey's Anatomy before on here. Um, yeah, but. Some things that are coming out this week. Apparently, Mass Singer is gonna, I think, premiere after the Super Bowl. So oh, okay. I'm gonna be on it. This is coming, coming back. Um, and the the show Miracle Workers is coming to TBS uh, January 28th. Oh yeah, they're the doing se- an anthology it's the second series, season, and it's an anthology series, so you don't have to have seen the first season to 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 pick up on it. So I might check that out for this season. And it's like With old a, Daniel Radcliffe. It's like them being angels in the dark ages. Yes. Yeah. So I might check that out as well. Yeah. So it might be interesting. But that's um. So I'll say those are my movies on the rise. TV shows on the rise. All right. Cool. Yeah. We had some good stuff. But yeah. No. For real, people. If you love Japanese culture, check out Ramen Heads. That shit is fire. All right, Shubi. Uh, you want to talk about Dolomite? Tell the people what you thought, man. Before we get into this pitch again. Man, I love this movie. And if I would have seen it in December, I would have put it as one of my favorite movies of the year. Ooh, like I think, you like it yeah, man. I thought everyone who was a part of it had a killer performance, um, and it made me feel, you know, feel a lot of a range of emotions. I was laughing, I was, you know, choking back tears. You know, this movie was just like took took me on a, on a fun ride, and I had, and I think that it was just really well done. 
Real. All right. Yeah. Well, shout out, shout out to. Would you want Eddie Murphy to win a uh, actor, a comedic best comedic actor in the Oscars? Maybe best comedic actor. Yeah. No, that's but... what I'm talking about. Best comedic actor. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's like the best actor of the year, but you know, I think he did a really good job with the comedy and it was very funny and he played the character well. Uh, I felt like it was Rudy and not Eddie Murphy, but the the do have, you know, I feel like he was kind of not born to play that character, but definitely the right cast. Yeah, the right person. Did you like Wesley Snipes' character? Yes, I loved Wesley Snipes' character. Wesley Snipes was amazing. (laughs) Like, Wesley Snipes was so good in it. I loved the little UCLA kids. Like, that, that was so, they were so funny. Um, and you know, Mike Epps, Craig Robinson. Yeah, I was gonna say I like Mike Epps. Uh, the the lady who played um, oh I can't remember her name, but she was from New Orleans and she and she was was it, like, was it Divine Joy? She was Lady Reed. Yeah, Lady Reed. Yeah, that's Divine Joy Randolph. Shoot, Keegan Michael Key was in there. Snoop Dogg was in it. So many good He's actors. In the beginning. I'm just saying. I'm showing out. I'm showing love to all. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Chris Rock was good. Chris Rock, yeah. And then old Ty- Titus Burgess. He was pretty funny in there, too. Yeah, Titus Burgess was pretty funny in there. Um, what I will say... Uh, and then one of the few white actors, Cody F- Smith M- McPhee. <laughs> Do you know who Cody McPhee is? Do you remember him? No. Cody McPhee is a, he's a Nightcrawler from X-Men. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, wasn't he the, the UCLA kid, huh? Uh, oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, he was the main one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I recognize. Yeah, I didn't know that was his name. Yeah, that's Cody McPhee, and then Bob er- Odenkirk, my dude, was in there. So I like. Yeah, you're right. This was a pretty good movie. Yeah, I think it's a good one. I think it's definitely is one that everyone should check out. It's on Netflix. Easy to easy to watch. Um, but I think that you know a lot of people were sleeping on it. Real. All right. Well, shout out, shout out to Eddie Murphy. My my name is Dolomite. Uh, Schubert, let's, I think it's that time, brother. Time for your match to begin. Oh, geez. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Let's get in the pitch it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is time for the next pitch it match. Yes, we're playing pitch it today. The competitors are Schubert versus Justin BP. Schubert's already been introduced. You guys have been listening to the bros who binge already, but let me introduce our other competitor, Mr. Justin BP. Justin, how you doing, brother? Uh, amazing. How about you? I can't complain, man. I'm doing like by the. If I'm being honest with the, the viewers, by the time they hear this, this was the day, this is like a little earlier than, you know, a little earlier than the day they hear this. So on the day that we're recording this, I'm feeling amazing, but I'll be feeling good that day. Feel, try to try to feel good each day. Be positive in 2020. But also joining us is Schubert. So I'm not going to, Schubert, you, you, you already know what's up. People are, people are heard you. Let me uh, give the rules to pitch it. So in round one, we have given the each player a question and they have the same question. Their job is to pitch a said answer to said question. They get one minute uh, to answer each to answer the question. They get a thirty second rebuttal, and then yeah, and then that's the end of round one. Round two goes fat, uh, similar thing, but it's a uh, it's a random question, and they get forty five seconds to pitch, forty five second rebuttal, and. That's that's the second round. So it's first one to five. Schubert, I, I got I got all that right, or were my times off? I think the times are off. I think it's uh, forty five and thirty. Forty five and thirty. Okay, cool. Ten off by off by five seconds. Or, or ten fifteen seconds. Fifteen. 
not doing that well at math. But let's get to round one. Let me let me say what the round one question is that the that each competitor has received. So for this week, in honor of The Witcher getting an animated series, pitch an animated series based off of a book or video game. And I know y'all didn't ask this, but me being a competitor, I was thinking when I heard this question, I would have fudged that book rule because a book is anything that has a cover, pages, words. That could be a comic book, a graphic novel, a manga. But I'm sure you guys interpreted it as an actual novel since none of you asked. But let's see who's going to go first. I'm going to flip a coin. Schubert, do you want heads or tails? Tails. All right. Tails it is. All right. It is tails. Do you want to go first or second? Um. Yeah, I'll go first. All right. Schubert, by we'll by go. the way, I did interpret it the way that way. I just didn't want to do that. Okay. Okay. I was just. I was just. I was just. I didn't want to say anything because, like, I didn't want Justin to be like, "Oh, we're cheating." So I didn't talk to you before at all this week. Like, and he can attest to that. So I'm just trying to, or at least about movies. I talked to you about sports, but that doesn't count. Uh, That's and, okay. And so, like. I was just trying to keep that in, and I was like, "Man, I, I wonder if any of them are gonna ask." And when nobody asked, I was just like, "All right, well, let's let's keep it pushing." Yeah, but, I figured that you meant like a a novel, like mm -hmm. a you know, like a science fiction or like whatever kind, like a regular novel, not anything like book, like that anime. Was, or whatever. That was the like the the intention at first, like, but then when I was thinking, I was like, "How would I compete?" And I was like, "I would try to fudge that." But I definitely, I definitely, when the question was made, that was what the intention was. But all right, Schubert, let me put a minute on the clock. Ooh, Schubert, when I do this without you, I see the, I see the struggle you go through, brother. Yeah, it's not that, especially when you try and give, do it so fast. I'm like, <laughs> you should try to get a stopwatch. I got my, I got my iPhone. So, you good, you good right so all right, a minute is on the clock, Schubert. You can begin your pitch in three, two, one. Pitch it. All right, so I kind of globbed on to the video game element of this question. I just think that, you know, especially thinking of an animated series, there are a lot of really out there video games that have really cool concepts that can be adapted into uh, an animated show. And what I chose is actually something that was supposed to be an animated movie, but they ended up pulling it because they think that an animated series would probably be better. And it's the Sly Cooper series. So, you know, for people who don't know Sly Cooper, Sly... And his whole story is that he must recover this book that is like the special thieving skills called the Thievius Raccoonus that his family has collected over centuries learning how to like thieve. Oh, of course, a raccoon thieving. How, how original. But anyway, which and when it's stolen by a rival, rival gang called the Fiendish Five red, led by a giant mechanical owl called Clockwork, Sly has to he has to get the book back with his crew. And also, he's getting chased down by Interpol's inspector, Carmelita Fox. Tom, promises... Tom, okay. Tom, Tom, Tom. I feel, like, I feel like it was supposed to be two minutes, but... but I feel like it was supposed to be a little bit longer than that. Yeah, I feel like it was supposed to be two minutes. Justin, would you be okay if I added another minute? You get another minute as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when I did mine, it was like either a minute and a half or two minutes. Like yeah, I thought, I, thought it was, I thought it was two minutes. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's two minutes and one minute... Um, one minute uh, rebuttal. So I'm going to add another minute on the clock. Sorry Would you, you want to start completely over instead of doing two intervals of one minute? Ooh, now if y'all are cool with that, I'll just, I'll just, uh, I can edit this out. No, you don't uh, have to edit it out. You can just start over. Uh, I, I'll start I'm, over. I'm, yeah. I'm fine with that. Make it fair. Because I'd get to, I'd get the two minutes full. You'd only have a minute and a minute, you know? I mean, I can restart. It's not a big deal. 
All right, all right. So two minutes on the clock. Sorry about that, everybody listening. Uh, but we're we're good to go now. All right, two minutes on the clock, Schubert. You can begin your pitch in three, two, one. Pitch it. Yeah. So like, I went with the video game element. So the video game I chose was Sly Cooper, which was supposed to be a movie earlier in this past decade, but because of the not so successful Ratchet and Clank video game series, they scrapped the movie because they thought a series would be better. And I agree with them. Sly, the story of Sly Cooper, for people who don't know, is that he must. He has to recover the Stevius Raccoonus, which is like a book of special thieving skills his family collected over a few centuries. And of course, he's a he's a raccoon, so of course they're stealing. Um, and it's stolen by a rival gang called the Fiendish Five, which is red red led by a mechanical owl named Clockwork. Um, Sly and his gang have to get the book back from Clockwork's gang, and also they have to evade Interpol's inspector Carmelita Fox who promises to one get day catch Sly and put him away. So there's four iterations of Sly Cooper and the most recent one came out in 2013 and there's a fifth one that's rumored to come out in this decade. So I think that that could really help reach have the show reach a new generation of gamers. The main four people in this are going to be Sly, Clockwork, Carmelita and Bentley. Uh, this his turtle best friend and mastermind, and Bentley I want to get I want played by Jim Parsons, and Clark Clockwork I want by Hugo to be played by Hugo Weaving. Those are my bigger names, but for Sly, I'm really partial to good voice acting, and one of my favorite favorite voice actors is actually a big name out there, but for music, and it's Jesse McCartney. I want to see Jesse McCartney who voices Nightwing and Young Justice to be Sly, and for Carmelita. She's actually voiced by this lady named Gray Griffin, who is a very phenomenal voice actor. And I think you could stay on with her. And if you're like, oh, well, Gray Griffin doesn't have enough credits. Well, she was the grandma on Coco. So I think, uh, hmm. you know, she's definitely been out there and done some things. Um, so time. That's it. Yeah. yeah, that's time. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right, Justin, you, uh, I, I'll tell you guys my questions after both of you guys pitch. But, uh, Justin, you can begin your pitch in three, two, one, pitch it. So, just as Shuby, I chose the video game route. And the video game I chose that would, I think would make a great uh, <clears throat> TV show would be Horizon Zero Dawn. The world building in this really captivated me when I was playing it. Uh, it's post-apocalyptic when there's like machines that have ran, have taken over the world essentially, and they've pitted people into sitting, like getting into little villages. <clears throat> it's it's super cool to see like you know people with bows and arrows and spears and stuff like that just fighting like giant robot animals. It's like I feel like they could do some really great fight scenes with the with the animation. So I I guess the route I'd want to go. I would like to see it in this kind of like Vinland Saga style, however, but more of like still an American anime type deal. So kind of kind of like Avatar, but really like hardcore, like Vinland Saga. I think that would be fucking dope. As for all the like voice actors, I think they could keep literally everyone who has been on the video game, like the actual voice actors from the video game, because it hasn't come out. It wasn't that long ago, so they all probably sound roughly the same. And I think they all did an amazing job. <sighs> I guess that's all I got. All right, all right, time, time. Okay, Schubert, my question for you is, 
what story are you going on? You, I know you kind of described the, the, the game premise in the beginning, but what story are you, and then you talked about the different games, which story are you going with? Are you going in, like, by the game story, but in order, like, the seasons, like season one, game one, season two, and so on? Or or, or is it going to be an amalgamation? Just explain a little bit of that. And Justin, for the, for the fans out there who may not know Horizon Dawn, explain a little bit of the story. So, like, explain a little bit of what we're going to see in the season. Kind of a similar question to Schubert, but in different because I, I know what he, he said a little bit about what it's going to be, but I need more from him. Whereas you, I need what's the story and what's it, what's it going to entail. So, okay. but Schubert, you can begin your rebuttal. One minute on the clock in three, two, one. So, the first game of Sly Cooper is called Sly Cooper the Thievius Raccoonus. That's probably where. It goes into the description that I just said earlier. It's pretty much, you know, he's looking for the book that Clockwork took, and he's trying to escape Car- Carmelita Fox. That would pretty much carry you over through the first season. But like I said, with the four iterations and the fifth one coming, then that gives you a, a possible possibility of four to five seasons. And the second one, he has a different villain that he has to go after that's trying to rebuild Clockwork. So that gives you a, a new... A, a new dynamic there. The third one um, is continue. Actually, has a new villain called Doctor M. So you you get introduced to someone new, and in the fourth one, it it's a time travel element. So I mean, I I could go into like those deeper ones, but I think it's really s- important for a show to start off right and get that first season. And I think that going with the the chronological story would just be the best way to have the whole Stop. series go. Okay, stop, stop, stop. All right, and, and y'all get a final thought. Y'all get like a, a, a yeah. 25, 30 second final thought. This is just your rebuttal to answer the question. All right, uh, Justin, you can begin yours in three, two, one. Uh, so the main story, <clears throat> essentially it pertains to the main character, Alloy, who tries to figure out why the old civilization has fallen and what made these machines go rampant and who created them and while all of that is going on she has to deal with the current problems of a Jafar like kind of character who's trying to take control of all the like he found a way to control the machines and do his bidding so she has to take care of those as well and there's so many sub quests that have their own amazing storylines and I feel like there could be just a great story there I don't know that's it. All right, all right. Uh, Schubert, you can begin your final thoughts. You have 25 seconds on the clock. You can begin in three, two, one. My last rebuttal is going to be about the style of, well, not the style of animation, but animation in general. The question was to be an animated series, and I think that Sly Cooper would be best served as an animated series because it's a fox and because it it is already kind of like, it can play to your teen audience, kid audience, and maybe even adult audience who are fans of the show. Horizon Zero Dawn, I don't know much about it, so I can't really you know, just say anything too negative. But I do really feel like it could be very a good live action show. You know, like we've seen with The Witcher that shows that or games like this Stop. could be live action. All right, Justin, you have 25 seconds on the clock. You can begin in three, two, one. Uh, I feel like just as The Witcher has a live TV show and now a new animated series, I feel like Horizon Zero Dawn could do both. That's it. 
All right. All right. Ooh, okay. Okay. He chose his words carefully. Didn't send any shots your way. I, I dig it. I dig it. And, and for every competitor listening, if you are, be sure you got to send, you got to send shots. Like there's nothing wrong with sending shots. So Schubert, my thought, let me start with you. My thought process with yours is it's an all age show. Uh, that's cool. Nothing wrong. I'm not hating on it for tone. I got your story. I got your cast. I got where you were going. Very few holes in it. It, it might come down to personal preference with you. Uh, Justin, I got, I got your story. I got, I got the gist of it. Still have some confusions here or there. I, I think if I had to knock one thing was that how, how well Schubert pitched his, pitched the premise of it. You pitched like the premise of it, but I didn't necessarily know necessarily the story aspect of it. I love everything about how animation avatar style with Vinland saga, um, gore, I, I get that she's a she's a person that's hunting these beasts. I I think and uh, there's an evil person trying to control these mechanical creatures. But I just needed a, a a little bit more than they just have side quests so they could go multiple directions. I didn't necessarily need to know how many seasons. I just needed to know more of like the main chunk of what I'm gonna be entailing for. So with that being said, <laughs> I th I think I'm gonna have to go with Schubert for round one. Schubert. Gets that point, and our other judge who is on. <laughs> let me see what. Let me see what he says. Do, 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 do. Give me a sec. He says he is going with Schubert as well for the reasons that he feels Sly Cooper would connect with a lot of generations, and he would. He is a fan of Horizon Zero Dawn, but he would prefer to see it live action. But he does. My question with the... Horizon Zero Dawn now that we're done with this is uh does it come out on is it on Xbox or is it only PS4? It's a PS4 exclusive. Yes, yeah, PS PS4 exclusive. Interesting. You're, you're you're out of luck, brother. Yeah, but, you're right. So that's uh that, that is <laughs> round one, one to Shuby and let's continue onward. All right, Schubert, pick a number a one through seven. Two. Huh? Two. Two? All right. Uh, one, two. All right. I, I, I kind of wish you would have picked one because y'all both would have liked one. But I digress. Pitch a musician biopic or TV series. Pitch a musician biopic or TV series. And because you got the question right, do you want to go first or second? Remember, you have less time in this round. You have one minute on the clock. To begin, there's no there's no question round. There's just a, a 35 second rebuttal after the one minute. So remember, I'm gonna ask my question after the minute. Try to get that in in the 35 second while also talking about your opponent's pitch. So Schubert, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second. All right, Justin. The question is: Pitch a musician biopic or TV. Any musician, biopic or TV. That's also artists. Like, don't think I'm just talking about someone who plays music, you know, like actual live instrumentation. No, I mean pitching artists from any time, biopic or TV series. I'm putting one minute on the clock, and you can begin your pitch in three, two, one. Pitch it. Uh, the life of Mozart. I don't know if that's ever been done before, but it make it like a TV show. Uh, I feel like a biopic. I feel like I I personally do not enjoy biopics. So I feel like an uh, actual like TV show that maybe would go through like day to day struggles that he had would be really interesting and to see like kind of like go behind the genius. Uh, I don't really have anything I could compare it to. 
uh, by name, but I feel like I have seen a lot of like really old, like you know, early civilization style type shows where like it goes in depth of like artists and stuff. So I feel like that'd be very interesting. Uh, all right, you got you can stop. Do do do. You had twenty seconds left on the clock. Be sure to utilize your time, com- competitors. But Schubert, all right, I'm putting a minute on the clock. You can begin your pitch in three, two, one. Let's get it. Um, I would like to, thinking about what Justin just said, I'm going to fl- flip my pitch and I'm going to make it about Vincent Van Gogh. I think mm. that, you know, and make it a, a, a series. So I think, you know, a lot of people, when they go to Amsterdam, are obsessed with seeing the Vincent Van Gogh Museum. His story is one that lots of people know and are really interested to see told. I don't know who exactly would play it at the moment, but I assume you would get some kind of powerful actor because it's going to emote a really emotional role. And I think that there's some space for it right now because I, you know, I'm really interested in watching the show The Crown. And I think that you know, touching back into some past history, and the, I think the period pieces are, are really kind of working right now. And we've seen rock biopics. We've seen rapper biopics and documentaries but do we really have like an in-depth thought of what it was like to be a composer back in those days and what and what they would have gone through, especially time. With, um, okay. All right. Uh, real quick. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to ask this question that I'm thinking of Schubert, because I feel like we need to talk about this at the <sighs> end. So my question for you is if you have someone to play Van Gogh, who would it be? Uh, Justin, same, similar thing. And yeah. And then uh, y'all can begin your rebuttals. Justin, you have, 30 seconds on the clock. You can be get re- begin your rebuttal in three. You have 35 seconds on the clock. Excuse me. You can begin your rebuttal in two, one, pitch it. Uh, I feel like Clark Gregg, the guy who plays Philip Coulson in the Marvel show, would be a great Mozart. He kind of looks similar. And, you know, he has that general white guy look. And I like the way he speaks. And I feel like he's a pretty good actor for the job. Uh, it'd be cool to see him in one of those powdered wigs as well. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this show would be pretty good. I don't, I don't know. Oh, That's it. Time. I can't. I can't. It's okay, brother. It's okay. We'll get there, Brian. You, you had a good, you had a good little pitch there, Art Schubert. Thirty-five seconds on the clock. You can begin your pitch in three, two, one. Uh, for me, I think I would choose uh, Domino Gleason from Star Wars, play General Hux, to be Van Gogh. Uh, I really like him as an actor in movies like About Time and as like a dramatic actor. And I think that this could be really like a breakout Oscar kind of caliber performance for him. Um, Some of the things that I remember from Van Gogh, you know, besides the ear thing, is that he uh, was like a traveling missionary. And like he, you know, so you could go through like his past of like him wanting to be a pastor and failing or like him. Okay. Oh, okay. Real quick, Schubert. I'm going to let this slide, but I did say musician. And when I said artist, I didn't mean like pain. I, I meant like a musician art, like a music artist. But I did say artist, and you did interpret the question like that, and you gave a pitch. I'm going to accept it, so I'm going to let that slide. But that was the, the thing that I thought the whole time. I was like, damn, I did say artist, but I meant music artist. But that's a failure con- failure of communication on my part. Um, you both You both gave good pitches, and... I wish, Justin, you would have threw a jab like, oh, you're just trying to take my time period, but switch it. Like, I wish you would have threw a jab at him because 
what he did by adding context in the crown, giving me a little bit about what it can see, uh, his actor, not that you didn't give a good actor. It's just, again, it's, it's full roundedness of a pitch. I want to give you the point because of the, the, the misinterpretation of the question, but that's a mistake on my fault. So I'm going to have to give the point to Schubert for this. I just thought it was a, a better all-around pitch. All right, okay. Let's see. Let's see what uh. Let's see what uh, the other judge says. Do, 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 do. He likes my point about the the question thing, but he also thought that you could do like a a painter artist style person. He is also going with Schubert. So the score is two to zero. First one to uh, it's best of five, or is it first one to five, Schubert? First to five, so best yeah. of three. Yeah, best okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. First. Oh, yeah, my bad. Best of five. My yeah, best of five. five. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool, cool. All right, Schubert, you are in the lead. You can add. You give me a number one through seven. Uh, seven. Seven. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six. <coughs> All right, all right, all right. This one's not too uh, bad. All right. Pitch an anime live action adaptation. Pitch an anime live action adaptation. It can be movie. It could be television. I just need a live action adaptation anime. Schubert, do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. Ooh, switching it up. That means he knows what he wants to do. Justin, you better think, think, pick this time to think. All right, Schubert, there is one minute on the clock. You can begin your pitch in three, two, one. I think one of the hardest things about like picking an anime to bring into live action is like what animes aren't really going on at the moment because it's, because if you have your fan base that's watching the anime and then they're trying to watch this, then it makes it a little bit difficult. I kind of, I really want to see a live action Yu Yu Hakusho. I think that you could really make make something work with all the characters. Uh, oh man, I'm trying to remember all of them off the top of my head right now. Ooh, um, but you, you, of course, Yusuke um, Kubabara is like his main best friend slash rival, and you know that that's definitely an interesting dynamic. Um, I think her name's like Bo Bobon or I can't, I can't remember. I'm sorry. Like, I don't remember all the facts of the show that great, but it was one of the best pilot episodes of an anime or any TV show that I have ever seen. So I think that, you know, Yu Yu Hakusho would really surprise audiences with its um, time. idea of, okay. All right, Justin, this is your time. <laughs> Let me just say, this is your time to shine. You have one minute on the clock. You can begin your pitch in three Two, one. I feel like a live action of Yu Hakusho will turn out like that Dragon Ball Z movie. However, my pitch would be Promise Neverland because it's one of the animes that aren't really too like action oriented to where like you would have to have all that crazy like fight scene CGI type stuff. It's more of like you know that thriller. Like it could be definitely it could definitely be done with just regular CGI and acting. And I think. The story is good enough to hold up in a live action show as well because, like, look at all the new shows with CGI. Everything looks pretty, like, dope. So I think they could make the demons look amazing. And you could probably just get, like, all the cast of all those kids' shows to be the kids, like, you know, Stranger Things and 
yeah, like shows like that to be the cast of those kids in there. Is that uh, all? That, that's all you got? Uh, let me. I guess I'll just think about something until you say time. All uh, right. Time. Okay. Yeah. All right, Schubert. <laughs> you have. Oh, let me let me do my questions. Okay. So I got I got an idea of cast from you, Justin. You did answer a question that popped in my head about the demons and the CGI, how, how it will work. Just for the audience that that maybe hasn't seen the anime, describe a little bit about what the story is going to entail. Is it going to be a TV show or movie? Schubert, same thing for you. You said TV show with I, I need TV show. I need, a TV show. I, I need I need something of what the story is going to be. And since you don't know all the characters, you better give me who can play some of these characters. You got a lot of you got a lot to do in this in this round, my friend. But you have have 35 seconds on the clock you can begin your pitch in three two one i remember um you know at least yusuke kubabara and hie and then the other guy i can't remember his name but you know that would be your like your main four and it would kind of go through the similar format of the show where like how they establish the connection of the competition so i think you would definitely do the competition storyline and then after that it would probably be your season one, so you would probably decide what you would do from from then on. I think the competition element in anime has always just always been the most exciting. Uh, CGI wise, since it's just like a shooting gun and you know energy time. sword, I feel like it'd be pretty easy. Time, yeah. time, time, time. All right, know. Justin, you got thirty five seconds on the clock. You can begin your pitch in three, two, one. Um. Well, the story is basically kids find out that they're in a farm to be eaten by these demons. And they, they didn't know that they were there to be like cattle for these people. So they finally figure it out. And then they it's their the first season is how they escape. And the second season is how they cope with living after they escape. Uh, I guess that's it. I don't know. I don't remember what else you asked me. All right, that's it. That's cool. You did. You you answered my questions. All right, look, I'm a, I'm not I'm gonna cut to the chase, Schubert. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be mad at you for for forgetting <laughs> character's name, but you you it's Botan. I, you said Bovan. Like yeah, I, you're right. I, I, I got it. You, and... you you brought it up. So if you bring anything to the table, that's up for me to criticize. Justin never brought up any of those kids' names, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna point deduct him for that because he he told me a, a a solid pitch. I understand what it's about. I gotta dock you for this one, Shuby. Like that. This is this is a this is a Justin round through and through. He had an amazing pitch. I think the Promise Neverland TV show, actually live action with Finn Wolfhard and all those dudes from Stranger Things, would be an amazing show. I'm glad he said about since everything's being well made, you can CGI the demons. I didn't know if you had known past what they showed, but you did talk about them coping, living after they live. So it was enough. You didn't have to go in too much detail. Letting that be season two. I really loved your pitch. You sold me from the jump, and I think Promise Neverland would be a good show. He also threw a jab at you, Schubert, saying that you never combated, saying that this show would be like the Dragon Ball Z movie, and that yeah. was a bad movie, and you didn't combat that. So I was like, ooh, that's already points to Justin. So the I score, just see some white guys I, with I hair he, gel. I, I thought he argued his, his – bit's fine. We'll talk about it after you pick. <laughs> Okay, whatever. <laughs> Don't be salty at the judge, my guy. Don't be salty, and let's see. No, I'm not, no. Let's see what the other judge said. He he agreed with me through and through. He thought he he he's one of those people that loves Yu Yu Hakusho, and he wanted more from that pitch, and he didn't get anything that he wanted. He was like upset that you missed the questions, and That's yo, like that dude, that dude was was a little salty. So, but yeah, 
he went with Justin. But yeah, so anyway, like I thought that he kind of went back on that because like the whole, the whole thing that would have made it bad would be the CGI, and he's saying the CGI is good now. So I thought that that was kind of a mute point, but that's fine. Well, I'm thinking there's not action. There's act. There's no action scenes really. They're not like fighting. Like that is true. And it's kind of like running and, away and stuff. And because he didn't go into see, I would have had to dock him if he'd have went into season two because if he would have said. About there's no action in that, I'd have been like, "Ugh, <laughs> there has to be action." But that's because people don't know the manga, so it's okay. I'm not I'm not gonna dock him for that. So everything, I'm not mad about it because Promise Neverland's a dope show. That's why, and I think it would be an amazing <laughs> TV show live action. Like, think about getting like maybe Finn Lockhart, uh, or no, not even I don't want Finn Lockhart. Get Shazam. The Wolfheart. If, get, if we're if we're talking about names, yeah, yeah, no, get get Shazam. Yeah, that kid uh, from Shazam. The yeah. kid from Shazam to be Ray. Um, Let's just call Netflix and tell them this. Yeah, and this that would be I I can't cast them all right now, but that that was a good pitch. So the score is two to one. Still, game point Schubert. Um, Justin, you you got to come back. So, uh, the uh, pick a number one through seven. Three. Three. All right. Let's see. One, two. Three. All right. Joker is an Oscar-winning film, or, or going to be an Oscar-winning film. Pitch a Marvel villain to get his own solo movie. Hmm. Uh, Justin, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. All right. Schubert, there's a minute on the clock. You can begin your pitch. Again, the question is pitch a Marvel here villain to get his own solo movie. You can begin in three... Two, one. All right. Um, I'm going to go with uh, one of the biggest and best Marvel villains, in my opinion, that really hasn't been seen in the MCU. I want to go with Magneto. Now, with Magneto, we're kind of introducing people into the X-Men franchise. I think that after you introduce X-Men, it would be really interesting to go back into the backstory of Magneto from his time when, in, with dealing with the Holocaust, um, his friendship with Charles. You know, I think part of what really made the X-Men movies, the newer ones, interesting was uh, Jude Law's Magneto character, and I wanted to know more about him. So I think that if we really dove in deep with Magneto and explored that backstory and explored his... His, what made him become as evil as he did, and, and Time. which we've seen in some. Okay. All right, Justin, you can begin your pitch in three, two, one. So the mysterious man who hides the soul stone. We don't ever see how Red Skull becomes the phantom there that protects the soul stone and guides people to it. So I feel like there should be. I know there's an explanation, but I feel like there should be like an in-depth maybe between like when it exactly happens, like the conflict that brought him to that position. Because it was never shown, it was just talked about, that when he teleports out of there, something happens and he goes there. So I feel like the in-depth explanation and viewing of that would be amazing and very good closure for a lot of people who were very confused by Endgame and Infinity War. All right, all right. I figured that was it. That's why I was about to say time, but you still had some time. Uh, if you want to. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. Stop, stop, stop. All right. Um, 
Hmm. Okay, my question for Justin is I I interpreted it as that he went straight from the uh the uh from I guess touching the cube to going there and doing that. I, I guess if you could explain kind of that that's not the case. Like if you can just tell me why you think that's not the case, that'll be cool. Uh Schubert for you. Um what did what did I have for you? Because I can't you have another one of those that I can't talk about until the end. So uh um my question for you is what's what's the difference between this and first class? Because first class goes into the friendship of Charles and Magneto. What is the difference? like what what separates yours from from this and, and why is it basically a solo villain movie? I get why Justin's a solo villain movie, but why is yours uh, or gets his own solo movie? Why is this your villain solo movie? Give me a little <laughs> bit more into that. All right, Schubert, you can begin your pitch in three. Wait, wait. Three, two, two and a half, one. Uh, real quick with Red Skull is I, I don't know how uh, I, I don't really I never really thought that that was like a big question for people. And I didn't really know that Red Skull was like someone that people would actually be clamoring for. Or Magneto is kind of a larger um, a, a villain. And and with um, him having his own movie, I think that it would be better to see from the perspective of the actual character instead of the hero slant of X-Men and all the other people around. This would be more really in-depth on him growing up around the Nazis and the concentration camps and then meeting Charles and more from his side of like... Time! All right, Justin, I'm putting 35 seconds on the clock. You can begin your pitch in three, two, one. Well, I feel like there's there's a story there by maybe someone else had went after the Soul Stone. So even if there wasn't any, like, eternal-type conflict between when that happened, someone telling him he's there, appointing him to that position, maybe there has been multiple people that have sought out the Soul Stone but weren't able to achieve it, or maybe some type of... You know, con like some type of conflict happened there, and then maybe Cap can show up with the Soul Stone and have to see the Red Skull again, and what would happen there? Because people were asking about that. Ooh, this is tough, man. Cause let me be, let me be quite frank, Justin. I don't get what your movie is, man. I really, don't. I know. <laughs> and, I, and I was trying to get it. I, and when you said Red Skull, I was like, ooh, is he going to just take us back to Nazi? Like, I thought you were going to boost off of Schubert's point and talk about how Red Skull was this Nazi leader. But I can't wish for you. So then when I was like, okay, what, what is he doing there? And for me, I feel like this is just people walking up there, doing the Soul Stone yeah. and dipping out. <laughs> it was cool when I thought about it. But then I, I realized it wasn't as great after. But, but wait, let me get to Schubert's ass because Michael Fassbender is Magneto, my G. So that's a, that's a point, Doc. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Bro, it's it's really hard when you're like trying to do it really fast. <laughs> and I was just waiting the whole time. I was just like, oh, so okay, Jude Law. I'm gonna knock I'm gonna knock you down a point. But because Justin's movie, I don't know what it is. Sure. Well, the, po the point is is that the actor wasn't a part of it. I was yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I, I know. That was just me being a that's me being a douche. Like that's something that Justin could have got some points from just by saying. Bro, Michael Fassbender was Magneto, and I'd have been like, ooh. <laughs> I would have been like, point. <laughs> so I, but I got to dock you. So, but still, even with that point, Doc, I think you did give us a good, It's gonna. we're going to see Magneto grow up in the Holocaust, see from how Joker was, see that perspective of him going through it, not necessarily about the X-Men 
we'll see him get to the X-Men, but it's more so about him from his viewpoint. So I dug that. And like I said, I want to give Justin the point to keep this game going, but I got to give the point to Schubert. Fair, fair judging. And as always, uh, the other judge has said the same thing. He was like, I don't even know what's going on. He was the one that kind of was telling me about the, when you walk, when you, when the guy just walks up, is that just the whole movie? He was laughing. He thought that would have made a funny animated series. He like, just like a family guy thing. So see, so I should get it for that for comedy. <laughs> That's not what you, you meant it as. So Schubert gets the point And that is the game. Thanks guys for both playing. Justin, this is your last match of this season, but we will have you back next season competing. Tell the people they can find you out on social media. Tell them what they should expect from you next season. <clears throat> you can bring that, bring the ruckus, and just I'm tell going... them you can get your podcast at and, and all and all that good stuff. So from now to then, I'm going to take a creative writing class and get better at this so that I can perform a lot better and crush everyone next season. Honey. They, they, they had me in the first half, I'm not going to lie. But I'm gonna get him next time. Y'all can find me at <clears throat> on Twitter at Justin BP, or you can find me on Instagram at Subculture Vulture underscore. Thank you. You tell them where they can get your pod, bro. Oh, you can find my podcast anywhere. If you go to any of my social media, there's links. But if you just feel like searching it, then type in Subculture Vulture. Uh, and I'll be there. It's a little purple-ish grayish kind of album cover it looks pretty cool you should give it a listen yeah man y'all go check out y'all definitely go these these two guys have been on it as well so if you like listening to these guys you can start off with that episode that was a dope logo yeah yes you did in the pot (laughs) that episode of us is on our soundcloud page we reposted so if you guys want to check that out you can check that out at justin's but go to justin's page listen to all his other pods but if you want to get a taste for it you can check out that episode definitely go support his pod super super dope pod but let me toss it back to you, Schubert, to finish out Bros Who Binge. Well, look who came out victorious, Linden. <laughs> you know, I may not be able to remember people's names. Jesus. But I, but I can come up with a concept. Yeah, man, look, you played a really good match. I think this was your best match of the year so far. You might be hitting a hot streak on your way to Jake oh, Madison. You Jake next Madison, year. though. Get it next round. Jake's about to bring Jake's about to bring that heat your way. But before we get that match, we got to do Charles versus Nola Pell's Reddit. That's gonna be a great match. Yeah, I'm definitely interested to see how that goes. Charles definitely knows how to win an argument. So early speculation. I'm thinking Charles, but you know, Nola Pell's Reddit definitely has got. He's one to know and has played a, a match more recently than Charles has. So. And he knows his fandoms. That's true. So, That's like, true. he has more, I would say. And, um, yeah. And, you know, you never know what the questions are going to be, too. Like, I feel like Noel Pell's Reddit would do better with, like, a, the some of the movie or television show questions than Charles might. Charles would do well in sports, but Charles is a, is a good arguer. So it's going to be interesting. Their strategies clash. But, bro, you didn't know that you thought Jude Law was Magneto? Bro, look at at both. You know, I'm thinking like faces in my head. Look at both of them, man. They look, they look the same. (laughs) You know it too. People mix them up all the time. (laughs) All I know is that whole time I wanted to be like, I know you just didn't, but like, like you said, it didn't really mess up your argument. But it just, 
gosh, I wish he would have said something because I'd have docked you points if he would have because I would have said something. I didn't. I it to completely slip my mind because I wasn't even thinking about that actor as like being my character in the movie. I was just thinking about like you know the other. The, one. I, I should have just just been like, yeah, you know, the X Men First Class Magneto, but you know, whatever. It's all good, brother. I just had to th- throw some shade your way. But congrats on winning. Like we said, you take on Jake Madison, but we got to have some winners round matches first before that takes place. We got to have two winners round matches, Charles and Nola Pelsred, and myself taking on Schmidt Duel, but that'll be later down the line. And then we'll have the Schubert match and then the winner of those two matches. And the winner of those matches will play each other for the championship. Going to be a good good way to end the pitcher season this year, Shuby, but... Any any final thoughts, Mister Winner, before we close up the show? Um, no final thoughts for real. Um, well, the next few weeks, I'm trying to think. You know, we got Birds of Prey coming up, so that's going to be a big conversation. And uh, you know, we have. We oh wait, I watch the gentleman. Wait, let me announce something. Yeah, we do. The gentleman was supposed to be this week, but uh. But uh, yeah, just we, Schubert didn't want to. Schubert didn't get a chance to go watch it, so we'll talk about the gentleman next week. But let me announce something, Schubert, because it's official today. So, all right, all yeah, right. So, so at, I don't know which date yet because it's very early. Once we get the full schedule, I'll let y'all guys know which date. But on March fourteenth and fifteenth, there is a Comic Con coming to Lafayette called Louisiana Comic Con. Schubert and I will be doing Bros Who Binge live at that Comic-Con. So be sure to get your tickets today. You can get them at LouisianaComicCon.com or we will post a link on our uh, website in a couple days. But be sure to get your tickets. You can get them at the box office window at the Cajun Dome if you're in Lafayette or on Ticketmaster. Either way, that's how you get them. But we'll put a link on our website as well. But yes, you'll be we're going on tour and the first stop is in Lafayette, brother. Man, I'm wondering what shirt I'm going to wear. I know it's gonna be an interesting conflict. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna announce what it is yet, but we'll, you know, people, people see. Maybe, maybe we'll record the con and then put it out as a Bros Who Binge episode. Uh, I think that would probably be the way that we would do that. Just yeah. thinking, just thinking ahead, but we'll definitely have discussions about that later okay. on because it's still a couple months out. But yeah, so we got those movies on the horizon i'm definitely checking out some of the things coming out to tv and you know netflix for some reason just pouring out new content you're in we're getting like the dubs of a lot of foreign shows real that's i don't know have have you have you been seeing that like there's a bunch of shows shows that i've been seeing popping up and they're just dubs of like swedish shows uh shows from spain Hmm, I need to start looking. See, I saw the Spanish ones. I need to. I need to go look for all the other ones. But I, because I definitely saw the Spanish ones. But that's what's up. Yeah, there's one called um, uh, Ragnarok, and it's like a Swedish drama, and it just popped up on Netflix today. Ooh, all right. Shout out, shout out to that. But all right, but, yeah, that's all we got. I wraps up the, uh, things over here for episode seventy-four. Lyndon, go ahead and talk about what's going on with the network all right look i am hype i said okay so you guys realize by now that we recorded pitching on a separate day from this but i am hype because by the time you guys hear this we will have an interview with kellen goff and i know you might be thinking well who's kellen goff kellen goff is the voice actor who voices overhaul in the my hero academia dub he also is the voice of the new villain of black clover the kodama magic devil 
if you watch Black Clover, you know who this is. This is huge, Shuby. We got a My Hero Academia character on the on the Anime Talk Pod for a special interview episode. By the time the guys hear this, they can listen to it. It'll be out everywhere. But I'm I'm super excited about this, man. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Like to for someone that's on one of the biggest shows out right now to come on and talk with talk with you for a little while for anime talk. I mean, that's crazy. Like. Yeah, I'm really interested to check out the dub now and hear hear his voice on Overhaul because I love the character from what I have watched in the sub. So and I'm you know interested to hear his thoughts on everything in the interview. No, great, great conversation. You guys can hear that on YouTube, wherever you listen to streaming, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever. Be sure to check that out. Also, Thursday, the latest episode of the Bros Who Think podcast will be out. And we should have a primetime episode about LSU baseball and basketball coming out sometime this week, late next week. But you can find all the all that stuff and more at follow us on Twitter at Bros Who Think, Facebook.com slash Bros Who Think, subscribe on YouTube at Bros Who Think Network, and you'll be up to date on all of our content. Yeah, and that's all I got. Everyone be sure to go back to some of our past episodes. You know, we talked to Sammy from The Circle. If you're just getting around to watching The Circle, go back and check out those interviews. And make sure you keep up with things that are going on with the Bros Who Think Network because we have some fun things coming up and a lot of fun things that we that you should go back and check out. So um, definitely explore the page if you're new to uh, the Bros Who Thing Network. And um, thanks again for listening to this episode of Bros Who Binge. We'll be back again next week with a lot more to talk about. And I hope everyone has a great week. And as always, keep binging.